Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of the Determined Mom Show. I am your host, Amanda Tento, and I have the lovely Andrea Libros with me, and she is a business and life coach for women. Today, we're going to talk about how to determine your pricing and what you're worth, and welcome, Andrea. Thanks for having me, Amanda. I'm very excited that you're here because this is such an important topic. You know, we as women have a lot of struggles with this as we start our businesses and really venture out into that area of, okay, somebody else is charging this. Should I be charging that? What should I be charging? All of these things. But before we get into it, let's talk about you. Like, how did you get started as a business and life coach for women? I actually realized after about 10 years working for another organization that what I really loved about working for them, so I was working for someone, was the coaching aspect. I was recruiting and hiring and training new business owners who happened to all be female. And I just had enough of that corporate world. But when I really sat down to think about what do I love about my job, because I stayed there for a while. It really was what they were calling training, but what I would call coaching. Because what I was doing was when the going got tough, when the excitement of starting a new business wore off and it started to get hard and not feel so amazing, I would step in and help those new business owners continue to stay afloat and to continue to create a business that worked for them, that was aligned with them. I think that was part of what was happening. They were realizing that they didn't like how this was feeling and, but yet they still wanted to, they wanted to pursue it, but they couldn't quite figure out how to get what they wanted and feel good about it at the same time. And that's really what, when the coaching came into play. That's awesome. And it's so cool that you had got to experience that for 10 years. That's a good long career in that field, according to what millennial standards or I don't know. Yes. I was there for a while. I was, and I also think that as I, worked through those 10 years, I realized that one of the missing factors in anyone's success, or one of the most important factors that often was missing in finding success was confidence. And what it boiled down to was if you had the confidence to continue to work towards something and be okay with not feeling so great in the process, then you were going to be, eventually, you were going to find that success you were looking for. One of the things I love to say is that I, what I, I found the most rewarding was that when this mom business owner, they pretty much were all moms. When a mom business owner said to me, you know what? I just decided that I'm going to go to this conference. It's next week, but my family is going to live. And I came down to the kitchen and told them I'm going and you guys are going to survive without me. And everybody said, okay, mom, go for it. That was a huge win. So they had the confidence to actually say, I'm going. They had the confidence to believe and believe the belief that everybody was going to still live while they were gone and they were going for it. That was a big win for me. And that's what I love helping my clients do now. That's awesome. It sounds like that stage of hobby to business owner. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like when you're in that stage of your business where you're like, okay, I'm going to make money. I'm going to, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And then you have to shift past that. And part of that is in that conversation with your family of I'm serious about this is what I'm doing now. This is my actual job. And this is what I'm doing. So I like to say you're moving from having a jobby, which is like mm. a job slash hobby, ah. hobby 
into having a business profitable. I so like that. From a jobby into a profitable business. And that's a huge shift. And it requires you to make confident decisions. I like that. And I think one thing that I still occasionally struggle with, but my kids are starting to get older. They're starting to realize that this is my job. And like, they're so used to me being home because I've been at home for five years now working and running my own business. They were used to me being gone all the time. Like I was always out of the house, never home before eight o'clock. Like it was just crazy. And then all of a sudden I'm home all the time. Now they're used to me being home all the time. And I'm like, okay, but I still am working. Like that boundary of this is still my business. This is my job. This is how we eat. This is how we live. So you must leave me alone. So I think one of the things that I share with my clients is I call it my signature process or the secret sauce. And the secret sauce is having the right mindset. This is now a business and systems in place to run things in a way that works for you. So the secret sauce has just two ingredients, mindset and systems. And I've become, I would say, an expert in helping moms, helping women put that in into play. Like you, once you start to have that secret sauce, things start to sizzle, but you really got to have both the mindset and the systems in place in order to move from that jobby into a profitable business. So how do we do that? How do we figure out that secret sauce and that? How do you do it, right? You got to tell us the secret. Okay. Okay. So I think here's part of the secret, right? First of all, it is a journey, okay? So I think number one, we need to realize that this is a journey. It's not gonna be a snap of the fingers, which we'd love, it'd be great if it was, but it's not. And I think as you turn more from a jobby into a profitable business, you have to start believing in your own worthiness and in the worthiness of the product or service you're offering. So how do we do that? It's a three-step kind of process. And this is really w- why why I think people either succeed or fail. Number one, you've got to believe in yourself as a person. And this really takes some shifting in your thinking. You're more than a mom, right? You're a human with all the human qualities. And so I really help my clients get that new thinking they need in order to feel that worthiness because our thoughts create our feelings. Because no matter what anyone tells you, no matter what's written down on paper, no matter what grades you got in school, none of that is going to give you that feeling of human worthiness. So that's the first piece of the puzzle that I help people walk through. Second piece is you've got to believe in your service or product. Like you have something that is of value that you want to share. A lot of times as women, we devalue what we are offering, whether it's a service or a product. And getting to that place where you can recognize the value in it is important. Otherwise, you're not gonna, you're not going to charge enough and you're probably not even gonna last too long. And it's gonna remain, your business is not gonna be a business. It's gonna remain a jobby. So I help women figure out the value of their service. And really it's also, it's an opinion. It's an opinion a lot of times. So how do you change your thinking around that? Again, it comes down to thinking, 
change your thinking so that you feel valuable or the service feels valuable. And then you take the action of charging whatever you think it's worth, not hiding under a rug or devaluing the service. Now, question about that. Do you help people to focus on that transformation that they're offering or are they focusing on like the bridge between like where the client is now and where the client wants to be? Or are you focusing on that end result of where they want to be in learning that that value is there? Okay, great question. So I always say you've got to access your future self. Okay, if we look to the past for the answer on how much this is worth, we're not going to find it. We've got to go to our future selves. We've got to go to that person that made it, right? That's making whatever they want to make in that, even in the like, dream category. So you've got to access the future person and ask that future person, hey, what do you think this is worth? Not the person from the past and really not the person from the present. If we, because that person in the present is, in the present, they're there for a reason. So you've got to go access your future self. And so one, I help people find the future self because sometimes it's hard. It's really hard because you've been where you've been for so long. So access that future self and then create some thinking that bridges, use the word bridge, from wh where they are now to where they want to be. Because again, that's not like a one one day event. That's a process. But I always say in order to figure out how much you are worth, I'm putting this in air quotes, or what the value you're offering is, you have to access your future self. And really, this is what you're helping your client do what or customer, whether it's they're purchasing a product that's going to make them feel amazing or you're offering them a service, you're giving them a transformation or helping them evolve. It's like you're doing the same thing for yourself. So the second piece of the process that I help people with in determining what they're worth is helping them determine what the value is of their service or product. And that I think is the biggest sticking point that I've encountered, not only with myself as a business owner, but every other business owner that I've encountered since I started. It's just there. It's hard. It's hard. And it really does involve that secret sauce, like mindset. You got to shift your thinking. And some systematic systems too, systematic thinking that or in or creating things that make your service easier to offer, right? Mm -hmm. Systems in that too. So that's how the secret sauce kind of gets sprinkled over the process. But yeah. the third one, I might you think this third piece is actually the hardest. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Let's third see. One. Let's All find right. out. So I think the third part of this process is you having you believing in the emotional and financial maturity of your clients or customer. Mm -hmm. So the emotional or financial maturity of that other person. And that's sometimes hard to believe that they understand or will get the transformation or evolution that you are offering. We, cause then you can go, we'll never pay that. We've heard that. That's too much. I think it's going to be a bunch of no's. I don't want to get a bunch of no's. So you've got to believe that person on the other end, your ideal client is totally going to get what you're doing and what you're offering. And because you believe in the emotional and financial maturity of that other person. Wow. Sometimes that can be hard. So that comes into a lot of, I work with my clients a lot on people pleasing or being okay with a no, like feeling crummy when you get a no, right? Being okay with feeling 
uncomfortable. Like confidence really is the willingness to feel all the feelings. So I've never heard that before, but that's so true. Confidence is the willingness to feel all the feelings. So how do we do that? And just because we're willing to feel one thing one week and you feel like, oh, master that, right? Next week, you get some other feeling that pops up. So again, this is a journey. It's not a, it's not a one hour event. So that's the third belief, believing in the emotional and financial maturity of the client. Wow. I've never thought of that part of it. I think I've always confused that part with having confidence in your product. And they're kind of two different things. They are. Because how much? Because you're, I'm going to guess most business owners, you ask them like, hey, are you offering something amazing? They're like, yes, I'm offering something amazing. This is great. Okay. We kind of inherently think that or else we change what we're offering. Like we change it. Okay. So we, most of the time we can get a check mark over there eventually. The hardest part really is the other people because we can't change the other people. And I also help my clients like get out of this convincing mode. So many times we think it's, oh, just being able to convince someone else. It's not really what it is, is you being able to explain and create a vision of what your, of the transformation you're offering. So I like to picture some big, huge doors. Like we could picture the the doors to, I don't know, the palace, these big, huge doors. When you are charging what you're worth and feeling your own worthiness, those doors are open wide. They are wide open and your client or customer, you are offering them the biggest transformation possible because you have opened up those doors. If you're just keeping them a little, what you're really doing is you're denying them the possible transformation or evolution they could experience if you had opened them up more. I'll tell you, this happens all the time. So I get a new client and they pay me And before we even start, whether that's the next day or 30 days from then, before we even start, they start to create change in their own world. Just by saying yes, they are already starting to create change. I've opened up those doors for them and said, come on in. And they've come in and they're starting to change. So if you open those doors, I'm using like a little squeaky voice, but if it's teeny weeny bit, you're not, you're doing them a disservice. You're doing them a disservice. I totally see that. It's so interesting. And sometimes I look back at, I like to call them near misses or wait, not a yeah, near miss, but that feeling that you get when you're, when someone's interested in your services, but they're asking like way too many questions or way yeah. too, like, it's like the red flag client, right? Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like where you're not supposed to work with them, but the money would be really good. But yep. that feeling just isn't there and that you get like a weird feeling like, huh, should I be doing Uh that? And I've taken two of those before. No, three. I will say three. And one was like a huge chunk of change every month and it was amazing, but I hated every minute of working with them and I should have just never said yes. (laughs) But they were like, let's start today. And I'm like, okay, fine. Though deep down inside, I I knew I was like, this is no, this there's something mm-hmm. wrong here. Like just a lot of the things that were leading up to even finding this thing and like how it happened and all of the things just didn't feel good. So didn't feel good. So I totally know what you mean. I think if someone is wanting to create a business and not a jobby, understanding what you're worth is 
key. And as you work through that process, you also learn so many other things along the way. Like you're learning the, where the red flags are, right? Yes. This work that we that I do, I call it like the work that we do is work worth doing, right? Yeah. So this is work worth doing because the what you gain from it doesn't just help you in the present. It really helps you in the future as you evolve as a business owner because you're going through your own belief stages. And if setting up this foundation, like kind of foundational work worth doing, allows you, gives you a bigger possibility for transformation later on. So I think understanding too, if we got back way back, is like whoever's listening, is this your, is this an issue for you? Do you really have a problem or would you like to be better at representing what you're worth, understanding what you're worth, feeling worthiness, right? So there's a thought that kind of goes with this. There's a feeling that kind of goes with this. And then there's the action. A lot of times we just want to skip to the action. What do I charge? Exactly. Without doing the work, okay, of, of generating the right thoughts and feelings to go along to support the action. You got to have those first. So I think what my clients really realize in the end is that it's not about the action. They realize that it's really about the thinking and the feeling and that's the work they need to do. We love to jump ahead. We love that. But that's not going to get us as far as we want in the end. I have another scenario for you that I encounter sometimes talking to people. What do you do if you've established your worth, you feel like you have a great price and then you start getting more and more clients and you have that base, but then you're realizing like, ooh, maybe I'm not charging what I'm worth now. Because oftentimes as business owners, we go through that transformation of growth and understanding like how valuable our services and products are, uh, that kind of thing. So how do you deal with that evolution of, okay, Two years ago, my pricing was this. Now it's this. How do I talk to those clients that I already have and let them know that I'm raising my prices or? Yep. I don't know. It's a great question. It's a great question. So I think there's two ways to go about this. Number one is if you've been working with them for two years, with, if you've been working with them for two years and they're still with you, hopefully they are seeing the value in and of itself. And hopefully that they have experienced some transformation over those past two years. And, and really, by continuing to charge them whatever you were charging, let's say I'm going to pretend like $100, okay, and now you realize it should be 500 By continuing to charge them $100, you are actually not, you're not, how do I say this? It's like a, an insult in a way. Like they should understand at this point, you are totally worth $500. So it's like insulting their intelligence in a way, all right? So having those conversations like, hey, this is my new price. I, and you don't have to apologize too. You don't have to apologize. So just tell them what that new price is. Now you also, this is kind of the second part. What's the lifetime value of that client to you? Okay. So a lot of times when my pricing changes, I'll say, Hey, listen, I'm going to meet my, I went from 100 to 500, but I'm willing to meet you in the middle at 300. So giving them some type of recognizing that you value them. And that over the course of they work with you for five years at $300, that's going to be way more than one month at 500. So figure out the lifetime value of your client and make an offer that's irresistible 
to them. Like, of course they would say yes. You want your client giving you, of course, of course I'm going to say yes to this. You want to make it a home run for them. But oftentimes I'll ask my clients as we're working through this, what do you think would make it a home run for your client? What's a home run look like? What's a home run feel like? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, and then that helps guide that process of increasing pricing or even just establishing a base price. So I love that. So if you're out there and listening, like struggling, thinking like, all right, I've been charging the same thing now for two years. It's time to have this kind of conversation with yourself or get help in thinking it through. I love it. That's it's, awesome. Where we evolve, like, think about this, whatever you're offering, it's saving that person time, most mm -hmm. likely, like you're fast tracking something for them. You're saving them money because if they were trying to figure this out on their own, they'd probably be spending a lot more money in the sense of trying this, trying that, trying, like we can buy courses and try to figure stuff out ourselves, which I'm about, I love courses. I have a couple of courses. I, there's something about having a guide or a Sherpa to work you through the process. Yeah. So with my clients, I, I mean, my home run clients understand Yes, I want someone holding my hand through this. Yes, I want to fast track this. So you're saving them time. You're saving them money. And you know what you're also saving them is brain space. So I like to say you've got your three most valuable resources are time, money, and brain power. And we could argue that time and money are the most valuable, but I would argue that brain power is because that is what's really, you can use brain power to create more time and more money. So if you want someone helping you like access your max brain power, right? There's huge value in that because yeah. it's helping you create more time and money. And I also think the other piece to that is accountability. We all need someone to just say, okay, did you do that? Like, yeah. you're supposed to do it. Did you do it? Like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we totally do. We totally need someone to help us stay accountable. I also recommend having... Someone help you. Another way to say the accountable is committed. Can is there someone out there that can help you stay committed? Because deep down you probably do want to be committed, but staying in that on that track for a human, it's challenging. There's lots of shiny objects, right? That's what I recommend. Like thinking about, hey, who can help me stay accountable? Right. Who can help me stay committed? Who can help me think through some of these things that are worth thinking? Was this the work worth doing? Because in the end. In the future, go to your future self. What would your future self tell you to do? How do you get there? I love that. You have given us so many amazing nuggets of knowledge today that I love it. And do you have anything that you would like to share with the audience? Anything you have coming up, going on, anything like that? Sure. I think first thing I would love to offer your audience is my free gift, which is really a quiz. It's called Reveal the Root Quiz. And that helps you figure out what the root of the, and I'm putting problem in quotes because I, I want to, what's the root of your most current challenge? Like what's really going on? So that quiz helps sort through that and gives you in the end the root. And then it also, the diagnosis, and then it also helps you, I start to help you work through that and figure out how to change it. So that's, um, I would say, go take the reveal the root quiz. It's on my website, a big button at the top, andrealibros.com, take the quiz. Second, um, I offer a variety of coaching opportunities. Some are more life coaching focused, some are more business coaching focused. 
but they all, everything's always fair game. So we talk about both things in all different programs, but my committed to growth program, there's a coaching program called committed to growth helps you do just that. Stay committed Mm -hmm. to yourself to help you continue to grow and change. That's awesome. So you can check that out too on the work with me page on my website. Awesome. Andrea Libros, L-I-E-B-R-O-S-S dot com. Awesome. And we'll have that in the show notes. And where is the best place online that you like to hang out? Or maybe you hate social media. But if you don't hate social media, where do you have to hang out? (laughs) I like to hang out on Instagram. Uh, So you can find me at andrea.libros.coaching. And you also can find me in your favorite podcast player right next to this podcast. I have a podcast called Time to Level Up. And that also is, I like to say that's a hundred free gifts because there's probably, there's about, there's more than a hundred episodes out there. So there's a hundred free gifts for you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Andrea, for being here and sharing your knowledge with us and your expertise. And you gave so many amazing answers to these questions that I know are things that people are struggling with right now. So we appreciate it. Loved being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Let's face it, piecing together a marketing plan with the things you hear, watch, or read online while tempting is never a good idea. The truth is people don't search on social media for your services. And even if they do, they will still be going to Google to check your ratings. By not having a cohesive, proven marketing system, you are leaking clients and customers through giant holes in your customer acquisition bucket. Let's talk about what else isn't working. Posting tirelessly on social media, tracking followers as a business metric for success, paying for ineffective marketing, buying glossy ads in coupon magazines, spending time replying to comments, paying others to manage your social media with no actual sales coming in. So what is going to work? Having a proven marketing system in place will plug every hole in your bucket and allow you to begin to fill up with new customers and to also retain and nurture your current ones. Go to tdm-marketing forward slash six-marketing-musts and download our free guide to six marketing musts guaranteed to get you more customers.